0: Everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number seventy-two, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val, and with me is the man, the myth, the legend, King NASCAR, Hall of Famer. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, man. How are you
0: doing? I'm doing super duper, and uh, Jason is out today. Hope everybody's doing well. Had a great Thanksgiving recovering from all that and getting ready for i guess black friday i know some of the card big three are having black friday sales but got a great show for everybody today kind of going to be a short show we're going to talk f1 i said it before the qatar (laughs) grand prix and some of the ebay sales we're seeing for the color blast that's uh it's a blast so
1: yeah, those things are uh, few and far between, and, and they're commanding some pretty good prices.
0: Yeah, I do a double take, so it's great to see. Yeah, me great too. I to have see. one. Yeah. But let's jump into the Qatar Grand Prix. That was race number 20 of 22. The race is tightening for the championship. There's only a few races to go. That was Sunday, November 21st. That was a night race. That was pretty interesting. It was 57 laps. That was interesting because Max first stop in, was penal- penalized and had to start a few, I think it was five st- spaces back. Uh, he made up some of that there in that first lap, but it was Lewis Hamilton all day, and uh, he just kind of drove away with it.
1: Yeah, Lewis got out front. It seems like in a lot of these Formula 1 races, uh, if you're on the front row, Uh, It seems like that one of those drivers is probably going to win the race. And that held true on this race for sure.
0: Yeah, I took some screenshots at lap 15 and Lewis Hamilton was 7.1 seconds ahead of Max. And then on lap 31, he was 6.5 seconds ahead of um, Max Verstappen. So. Uh, it was interesting, you know, w- watching that. Watching uh, the drivers come in for the pit, go come in like with Max come in second, and then still leave second. He had such a gap between the difference positions. so it wasn't super exciting. And uh, Logan, we talked about this before. It was kind of like I equated to watching baseball. It's uh, it's kind of slow there. Not a lot of once I guess the positions are set, that's it. So.
1: Yeah, it seems like that in a lot of races, and of course, this one I think pretty much held true to that. Uh, you know, once Lewis Hamilton, you know, got off, you know, to the start in the first first uh, lap, I mean, he was he was pretty much gone. I don't think anybody really had a chance in stopping him. Uh, from what I understand, Mercedes has a new engine package, and I think they're also doing some things with the rear wing. And apparently that's helping them. You know, I don't know if Red Bull Racing is going to have anything for them or not. Hopefully they've got some technology, some things that they've held back to the end of the year that can, uh, you know, go against Lewis and the Mercedes team and compete for this championship. Because, you know, if if this next race finishes the same as this race, we're talking just a couple of points, really between first and second. And it's literally going to go down to the last race, which really is exciting to me.
0: Yeah. It's a two man race right now. And the red bull racing Honda, I hope they have a secret weapon or something. Cause Mercedes is, you know, Lewis Hamilton's won two in a row now, and they're bringing out the big guns or whatever for these last two coming up. And, you know, I guess its just maybe if if they if Red Bull and and lose Hamilton, can turn this around and come back with these last four and win, you know it gets a little more of his allure or legend or whatever. So we'll we will see what happens. But it was also interesting to see, you know, fighting for the fastest lap. They had that virtual pace car out there. Which kind of stymied Lewis Hamilton on that last lap, so that he couldn't uh, try for that uh, fastest lap. But Max was in a position where he already had the fastest lap, but they, I guess, had taken tires to uh, make sure that they were able to secure again the fastest lap uh, to get that extra point because those points are going to be hard, you know, hard to come by. So,
1: yeah, it's literally. Every point counts right now. Uh, if you can, it, it very well may come down to who who has the fastest lap in the very last race to decide the championship. I mean, it's it is literally that close right now.
0: Yes, yeah, so and right now, Max for is eight points ahead of Lewis Hamilton, so with only two races to go. The next race is race number 21. At the Grand Prix of Saudi Arabia. And that's Sunday, December 5th. So they're off this weekend. Uh, and again, that will be a night race.
1: Yeah, I'm amazed on how they're taking this season so far into December. Um, I, I guess I don't remember them doing that last year. But I guess maybe they did. Uh, but you know, we're so used to NASCAR having their season done before thanksgiving that you know taking uh these races this far deep into the year is just amazing to
0: me i totally agree with you i mean having a week off here and then racing next week and then i have to look at the exact date for the last race but you're right you know we're going to get into the second or third week of december and wrapping it up meanwhile you know the nascar guys are um we actually I thought had ended early in uh, compared to other years so but it's very exciting you know again it's down to the two of them so we will see what happens at this grand prix of saudi arabia
1: yeah it's going to be exciting i can't wait it's going to be yeah. cool
0: so that's going to be the fifth full night race on the uh, formula 1 calendar so uh, lewis hamilton's cars we talked about some of them Last week we talked about kind of the non, tops, chrome. But this week we talk a little bit about the tops chrome Formula One. I think I think probably the one where everybody's looking for is uh, card number one. And then there's a image variation of card number one. That's where he's sitting, down on on the toolbox or something. So uh, that seems to be a lot tougher. And there's about another 10 cards in that set commemorating different things. I think it's wins and some other stuff. So, uh, and again like we covered with Max Verstappen, there's the 1954 World of Wheels subset in there and Lewis Hamilton has a card in there. There's a 70th anniversary gold version orange and red. And again of it's duplicating of the card number 1 as well as the other 10 or 15 uh, in that set. So again, there's multiple parallels with the Super Refractor. There's the Gold Wave, Orange Refractor, Orange Wave Refractor. There's a printing plates of all of those. There's the Track Tags. I think those are pretty cool. There's a set in there, and as well as the different parallels. And then there's the Chrome Sapphire Edition, and we do it all over again with all those different Uh, parallel, so lots of Lewis Hamilton cards in the tops chrome sapphire and tops chrome. Price wise, I think I was seeing them in the uh, like I check my cards about $160 for the card number one, non variation chrome base, and then add on eBay. About 112 for that card number one.
1: Yeah, something I've noticed about Lewis Hamilton's cards, and I think Formula One in general, is the prices are starting to come down from the bubble that we experienced back in the summer.
0: Well, I think when you look at the Formula One and you look at the drivers in the set, and I think you have you know, they're all stars, but you have the two, I guess you would say mega stars, right? Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. And I think that's where all the money is pointing to because those are where, you know, Lewis Hamilton with all the championships and Max Verstappen doing very well this year and really a serious contender if not, you know, the only one contending with Lewis Hamilton for the championship. So you know, it looks like that's where all the uh, speculating is, maybe, and all the money and all the variations. You look at close auctions on the short-numbered variations, and then go into the thousands. So, but I think there's a quick drop-off after those two, and I think people are, you know, opening the product and then they're getting all of these other cards. So I was kind of looking at check my cards where you know these other cards are less than a dollar a piece. Uh, So I was thinking that, well, you know, maybe work on the set uh, minus the two big guy and then uh, work on those later. But I definitely think you're on to something, Logan, with, you know, those prices seem to be coming down. Yeah,
1: because, you know, I was noticing that like the tops now of Lewis Hamilton, that everybody was just going so bonkers about. Earlier in the year, uh, that card, if I remember correctly, and and I'll give a shout out to Ivan uh, at Watch the Breaks. Uh, he had several of them that were graded PSA tens, and I think at the time he had those, they were probably a four or five thousand dollar card, and now in a PSA ten, we're seeing those things like you know fifteen hundred dollars. So they've come down tremendously uh, since then. You know, I, I'm actually thinking about uh, I don't need a PSA 10 in that card, but I'm actually looking at maybe trying to find a, a PSA nine in that tops now card uh, of Lewis Hamilton and trying to pick that up because I think they're going for maybe like four or five hundred bucks. So that's you know, I think that's a lot more reasonable and a lot more affordable for uh the average collector like us.
0: Well, I'm, you know, honest here that, you know, I was looking at the 2009 tops Trump's card. Uh, we were talking, there was SGC nine out there for a little under $300. Um, but I was, uh, it has sold, but it was about Now I was trying to, I had sold some other stuff and was waiting for some money to come through to purchase it, but I was too late. But anyway, those prices seem to have either come down or going up. It all depends. They, the variation or the fluctuation between prices is incredible because you have some people that are motivated to sell, and then others are putting it out there, you know, for what do we say, like eleven hundred dollars as opposed to the you know three hundred dollars. So in an SGC nine, so the folks that have them, they maybe they're putting the high dollars on there, and they don't. Maybe they don't really want to sell them, but others are motivated to move them. So you you can see some of that room in there. So you might be able to find one in your price point.
1: I, I, I'm thinking now that the Lewis Hamilton cards, especially the tops now, which is, like I said, the ones that everybody was really wanting and the, the highly desirable cards. I'm thinking now that you know they're getting to be what I would call at least halfway affordable, you know, I kind of feel sorry for some of the people that had those cards, you know, back in during the summer and, you know, they were going for 4,000. But, you know, I noticed that even back then, like when we were in Dallas, that those cards, it was the sales were starting to tail off somewhat on those cards. I mean, is that what, did you happen to notice that as well?
0: I always, You know when we talk about the tops now, I compare that to the Panini Instant, and I think that print run was just under 2,000, which I think is a lot. But you know when, but again, my knowledge is more relative, I guess, towards NASCAR. So to me, you know, our the Panini Instant has like a max run of like 150 or 160 for probably the highest printed card. So, but long story short. Uh, it was, it did get up to into the thousands and I thought, you know, that was a little high, but, um, I I don't know, maybe everybody who's wanted the Hamilton that has the Hamilton. And so, you know, we're not seeing sales move. So now prices are coming down a little bit for, for, you know, people are wanting to price them accordingly or, or willing to, you know, maybe try to sell it for a little bit, uh, less. And, and they do want to sell it. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a fatigue factor involved where F1's been so hot for so long. There really hasn't been a new release. Um, and the, we know there are probably other collectors as well, right? Baseball, football. And those products are coming out. So, you know, it's kind of the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Um, you know, Lewis, if he wins the eighth championship, I, you know, that's historic. So I was looking at the tops, Trump.
1: No, I'm just thinking that, that those cards, if Lewis wins the championship, that they're that they're going to go up.
0: I think that will focus back on him and F1, and then new people either will come in or or people will maybe that were on the fence before, like us maybe, will will purchase uh, or go to Lewis Hamilton. So, cause we don't have any NASCAR or anything else going on, you know, baseball is not running. Uh, so football will be farther along in the season. So another few weeks when it gets decided. So again, you know, if he wins historic eighth championship, I think that can only help. So,
1: yeah. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, Nobody's won eight championships in Formula One. Nobody's won eight championships in in NASCAR. So, I mean, when you think about eight championships, that's pretty, uh, pretty prestigious thing to to do. So, I mean, he's going to be the only one. I mean, and again, he's the only one who's won a hundred more than a hundred races now. You know. So, you know, I, I think he's the greatest. Probably the greatest driver of this generation. Again, I don't know if he's the greatest driver of all time, but I definitely think he's the greatest driver of this era in Formula One. So, you know, these next couple of weeks may be the time to to pick up some of his cards before he possibly wins his eighth championship. We'll see.
0: Well, I think he's a young guy too. So, I mean, when you're saying this, I'm thinking like Tom Brady, like, oh, he can't definitely, he can't win another Super Bowl. And then he goes out there and, you know, uh, just keeps on setting the bar higher and higher. I mean, depending on how Max does or where another challenger comes from, but he could win five more or whatever. You know, you're only talking, you know, if he won five in the next seven years, not like he's almost at the end of his career he seems like he's very young and he's got a way to go still
1: no he's he's not at the end of his career so lewis hamilton could i mean he could conceivably win 10 championships or more i mean i know i remember when jeff Gordon first came into the to nascar and he won his first championship and I'm thinking, oh my God, I mean, this guy is probably going to win 10 championships the way he's going. I mean, he ended up not doing that. He only won four, but I mean, you know, I, I, I think that Lewis Hamilton has a great shot at, at doing double digits.
0: Yeah. But, you know, using your Jeff Gordon analogy, you know, it was a team effort and with Ray Everham leaving that, that kind of, you know, messed up that chemistry. So, but if, they can keep you know the nucleus around uh, Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes is still you know pouring the money in because we know from Raymond Parks, you know speed is money yep, but you know so my like the Tom Bradys you know is Lewis and Ham, Lewis Hamilton too high now you know what, what's he at at eight championships nine championships 10 championships, right? yeah if that's what, and then if that's what you think you know is gonna happen or not, and but I don't see anybody stopping them other than the Red Bull racing Honda team. and even then they got their work cut out for them,
1: yeah, they do. And it's like what I said a while ago, if if they don't have something you know up their sleeve that they can introduce into the into their car to help it you know increase in speed. You know, Lewis Hamilton may just win win out. He may just win all the rest of the races.
0: Yeah, I mean, he won already two in a row. So uh, it's not like Max has been winning a lot. So you know, whatever whatever's going on, Mercedes is they're in the driver's seat pun intended.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> so, but it's to your point what you said before. It is exciting. So I'll be watching. Granted, not this weekend, but next weekend.
1: Yeah. And something else I want to add to this too, uh, for those of you who um, belong to the PSA Collectors Club, um, and you get the SMR, their Sports Market Report magazine. There's currently in the December 2021 issue of SMR, a article on Lewis Hamilton. So you might want to check that out. They they talk about you know him, you know his his history, and they talk about his early cards. You know, like the Futera card, which is really apparently very tough from what I read. They didn't make a whole lot of those cards. And, of course, the Sports Illustrated and Top Trump's cards, that are in there as well. So that's a good read if you want to get some history on Lewis Hamilton and his cards. Uh, it's, it's a very good read. In fact, they even interviewed me for that article. So there's a few quotes in there from me in that article, which you can read on, uh, if you, if you, you know, if you want to
0: now that's one thing I want to ask you about. We did not talk about this before, but so some of his early cards, I like the top Trump's cards as opposed to the sports illustrated cards because of the two sports illustrated cards are just cards of him in the car. You can't see his face. Or anything, but the tops trumps I like because you can actually you know see his face. so I know it's just my personal opinion, but I didn't know what you thought about that or if you had if you cared
1: no, I mean, I think that's a big difference because I know that in the yeah you know, I keep going back to pSA but i I know that in the pSA set registry when they add cards to a particular driver's set, they they look to see. They don't just add the car; uh, they they really want a picture of the driver, or maybe a picture of a driver in the car. Um, So, you know, when they're adding cars to that set, that's an important thing to be able to see the driver. So, I'm like you; I like to see a picture of the driver. I like to see a you know a picture of his face, uh, you know, without his helmet, so you at least you know what he looks looks like.
0: Yeah, and that's why I was targeting that 2009. Uh, tops trump so but very interesting thank you for that
1: yeah that's going to be that's cool so you guys need to check that out in smr and in fact i think if you go to psa's uh, website you can actually i forget exactly where you need to go but you can go in there and you can read even if you don't subscribe you can read uh, a sample of the smr for this month so you can actually still see that article so i would suggest highly checking
0: that out they do a nice job
1: yes they do it's uh, i love the smr it's kind of like um i don't know it's kind of like like a beckett for me almost i mean i don't i don't look at the prices a whole lot i like reading the articles i mean they have one fellow uh kevin glue who's a a writer who writes a lot of the articles for that he does a fantastic job of uh, doing the research and all that all that it takes to, uh, to chronicle not just the drivers or not just the players, but their cars as well.
0: Yeah. I like it as well for the articles, not really for the price guy because well, as NASCAR collectors, they had NASCAR included in there and then uh, they took it out. I don't know a year later or whatever it was, but I do like seeing the articles and the cards and, you know, it varies from either player sets or, uh, yearly sets non-sports are always i always look at the first few articles they're always great and then the one or two articles at the end of the smr so i'm not really looking at the prices plus they're kind of small so i got old eyes
1: yeah plus they have some fantastic artwork too on the covers i like that
0: and not too shabby well let's move over to well. we already said so the next race for grand prix uh grand prix of saudi arabia Race number twenty-one, the second to last race, and that is December fifth at twelve thirty p.m. It's a night race, so we'll, after that race, we'll get a better understanding of the standing. So, and what it's going to take for either one of them to win.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that uh, Max Verstappen wins this race. It really makes it interesting going into the final race, but. We'll we'll see what happens. Like you said earlier, I mean that's what that's what makes it exciting. Definitely. Uh,
0: also, wanted to touch on tonight, today the 2021 Prism Color Blast. We have a couple of sales. I know we mentioned it last week, but it seemed that after that episode, Color Blast exploded. <laughs> Another pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) So I think we had talked about the Natalie Decker color blast closing at 455 hours with 34 bids. So it was a bid fest. And then on November 18th, we had the Dale Earnhardt Jr. color blast that also had 31 bids, but that closed for Logan. Are you sitting down?
1: I'm sitting down.
0: Okay. 1,000. 175.
1: That's uh that's really amazing. That's cool. I, honestly, I'm I'm glad to see it. Um it kind of gets out of my price range though. You know, it makes me almost hope that I can hit a color blast in a you a in a hobby box or a blaster box.
0: Also, a day later, another 2021 prism racing Dow Earnhardt jr color blast sold but this was a best offer accepted it was listed at a thousand dollars and sold so we don't know exactly what the price was but i would imagine they saw what it went for the day before and uh got a good offer
1: i'm sure it was in the 900s for sure
0: yeah i mean there's 30 people who didn't win or or out of those 31 bids. So there were 30 bids below that.
1: Yeah. Those Uh, column are very, very rare. I mean, I don't know what the insert rate is per, uh, you know, how, over how many cases that thing is. But I, I think I talked about it before. I'm thinking that it's probably, if you, uh, compare it to the lava, the lava flow cards, probably like a four or five to one, uh, on those, So they're, those are probably the rarest case hit uh, amongst all the 20, 2021
0: Prism. Color Blasts were inserted last year as well. And I didn't really see a lot of those for sale. I did see, I think it was somebody on the Nuts site had a full set for sale for, I don't know, it was like $500. It was a great price, but to your point... They must be inserted very minimal compared to the other stuff because, you know, you really didn't see sets or a lot of them for sale. So and I think there is, again, five cards in the set. I think we had talked about it on one of the shows. So, yeah, I
1: that's a set that if you're going to submit cards to PSA at the regular level, which is right now $100, those would be worth doing. Uh, out of all the racing cars that are, are, are available or hitting this year, I think those are some of the ones for sure that you want to try to that you would like to try to get graded.
0: So as we're recording right now, there's a few more out there with the 2021. There's a few 2020s out there. There's a Jimmy Johnson from last year. It's at 115 dollars. It's a PSA nine, but still has a day or two left, as well as the Chase Elliott. SGC 10 at 549. There's also a Richard Petty 2021 at 350 or best offer, and another Dale Earnhardt Jr. color blast at 1499 or best offer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then there's another one that's actually auctioned with no bids right now, with basically five days to go uh, at 500. So, so we've seen the Richard Petty before and a few, you know, a few Dale Earnhardt Jr. so. But well, that's it. Not a you know, not a lot of them out there. So two of them are for last year, of the six. So, but that would be an awesome set to work on.
1: It would be. I mean, it's it's limited, but you're going to pay for them.
0: Correct. And I think you know, I always look for insert sets or whatever that's carried over to have some kind of longevity because with last year's color blast being the first year, I believe, and then. With the success for this year, you know, I would imagine that they'll also be included in the 2022. So it's kind of building on that, I guess, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, and you notice, too, that it seems like you can buy last year's Color Blast, I would say, at a more reasonable price than you can this year's. I mean, I, I guess it's like anything else. I mean, when it's new, it's hot, and everybody's wanting to pay a lot of money for it. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe you should wait until next year to pick up some of this year's color blast i don't know uh, that's just kind of what i'm thinking
0: i always try to uh, i know it's hard but if you're patient you know i think you know you win out at the end you don't necessarily have to have if you want the color blast uh maybe you know somebody who wants to complete it right now and check that box saying that they have it or you know you, you you can go without it and wait for it to hit in your right price point. I guess it all depends on, you know, the money you put towards your collection. If you can afford to, you know, buy it now and then check it off or, you know, you have to wait for something that's in your collecting budget window. So um, that's kind of where I fall into it is, you know, I've got so much money to spend and, you know, what's my best, reward i guess for uh, and value wise but again that's what makes the hobby fun and a hobby i guess well you know it's it's like what dr
1: beckett says you know collecting is a uh it's a marathon not a sprint so i mean if you're going to collect you're going to be in it for the long haul and sometimes it's worth worth the wait to see where the prices really land because, like I said, right now, there's a lot of hype. It's all new. People are thinking, oh, this may be the only one I see, so I better pick it up now. And, uh, you know, to me, you know, I've been around this game long enough. You know, I'm willing to wait till next year to see where the prices really fall and, uh, you know, let the newer stuff take all the hype and let the, let the this year stuff, which will be next year, you know, start to maybe... Settle down in price.
0: Yeah, I've been doing that with the slingshots. I really like those slingshots from the... I think it was from the 2018 Dunros. And, you know, they had gone up. And now, you know, since they stopped that set, uh, they didn't continue it. I think it was uh, maybe last year. But, you know, you can pick them up for a pretty decent price when they come up, so...
1: Yeah, you sure can.
0: And again, you know, it's how you want to collect, or so how everybody wants to collect.
1: Yep, collect the way you want to collect. That's that's the great part about this hobby, is everybody collects differently.
0: And also, by collecting NASCAR, it's a little more affordable.
1: Oh my God, yeah, most <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, I, I don't think I could pref- I could uh, afford a Patrick Patrick Mahomes rookie card or a Zion rookie card, but I definitely can afford. Uh, Natalie Decker or Chase Elliott rookie cards all day long. Le- at least, I won't say all day long, but it's easier.
0: <laughs> Definitely. And speaking of that, with Black Friday happening when this show is being released, a lot of the online dealers are you know, having sales on NASCAR and F1. So I'm looking at the blowout site. They're gonna have different sales throughout. I think they have some super specials and they're timed than the other ones, but just kind of looking here and recording on Wednesday. 2021 Chronicles 414 a box. 2020 Prism for 160. 2020 Donruss Racing for $60. Uh, Prism's not on 2018. Prism is not on sale. It's still $300 a box.
1: Boo. Yeah. And the 2018
0: Panini Victory Lane at $100 a box. The ones I always like to look at are the 2011 Press Pass Wheels Element. Those have the Chase Elites. They are $100 a box. So there's a lot of red specials on a lot of the different uh, boxes for sale. So,
1: Yeah, I think uh, check out all of the different distributors on Black Friday because they're all going to have a lot of good deals, especially on NASCAR. I mean, $60 for Donruss, was that 2020? Yes. That's that's pretty spiffy. Um, and I would pick up on that, and, and I've, I may very well pick up on that. And give myself an early Christmas present because, you know, my wife asked me the other day, she says, what do you want for Christmas? I said, you know, I really don't want anything. I said, I buy most of what I want throughout the year and I'll probably end up buying me a few boxes of cards for Christmas. Like, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the 2021 National Treasures. I'll probably pick up at least a box of that and maybe some more Prism, maybe some more Chronicles. And who knows, maybe some more Donruss, too. Because, I mean, I think all that stuff is just awesome. Yeah,
0: the 2018, I'm just looking here at the Donruss Racing Hobby Box. Those are $70. Those have the Haley Deegan, is it next in line, I think? I think so. And then also autos as well for her. So
1: Yeah, you know, speaking of Haley Deegan autos, that's one thing I have. I have busted a ton of boxes, and I have yet to pull a, a Haley Deegan Auto. Maybe my day is coming soon, hopefully.
0: The only one I've pulled of her is the 2018 Dunriss Racing, like what we were talking about, and of course I have it on video, and of course I messed it up, so I messed up her last name. It was recorded back in 2018, early before. <laughs> um, I think I said D- Dugan or something, I don't know, but I did correct it quickly on the video, so it's funny to watch some of those old videos. But I was looking at 2018 Panini Racing Prism Blaster Box for $40. That has uh, the camo pack in it. Three card camo pack that has the Haley Deegan uh, base card in there. So that's the 2018 Panini Prism Racing Blaster for 40 on Blowout's website. So again, hopefully they will still be around Friday when this show releases. So, but it looks like 2020 panini national treasures is at 500 i think that premiered at 400 so that increased 100 oh wow
1: yeah i'm expecting to pay in the for, for 2021 national treasures probably in the 450 range is probably what i'm thinking it's going to be but we'll, we'll see what where it lands uh right before it releases
0: and looking at the 2020 tops chrome formula one Hobby boxes, they are not on special. They are still $2,500 a box or $30,000 $30, a case. The 2020 Topps Chrome Formula One Racing Sapphire Edition, that is basically $2,000 for those... Uh, I can't remember how many packs are in there, but it's not its not a, in a whole Chrome Hobby box, so...
1: I think I'm going to let other people open those boxes, and, and I'm just going to buy the cards that I want out of those boxes instead of taking that that risk. I mean, I, I realize that no risk, no reward, and I totally get that, but I just, I'm just not willing to pay that kind of money, at least right now, especially being a NASCAR collector. If I want to spend $2,000 on a box, I might as well go ahead and get four National Treasures boxes NASCAR.
0: Now, one thing that I'm looking at, and I know we're not talking F1, but 2021, so Topps Chrome Formula One racing that uh, has not been released yet. This is a pre-order, but the blaster box version. So I thought I didn't think they had blaster boxes last year. That's going to be cool. Yeah. So they have the chrome for $600 hobby box, and then the blaster's. They're showing out of stock, so whatever amount that they threw on the website has sold out, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that there will be a blaster box configuration for tops 2021 Formula 1, so that's really cool.
1: Yeah, coming to your local Walmart and Target. I'll Now, I'll tell you what, I'll probably buy a box or two of that just, just to see what I can get out of that.
0: Yeah, if I can find that at, at Walmart. Then there's also a light box. So I don't know what the difference between the light box and the blaster box. So I guess we'll have some homework to do here uh before those release. Maybe we need to get uh Emily on from tops to talk about those.
1: Yeah that hey I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. I I I I'll I'll spend some money on a Formula One blaster, I think. I mean, you know in, in talking about blasters, you know that the 2021 Panini Prism NASCAR Blasters are hitting the shelves. They'll, well, they're hitting shelves at Walmart. I haven't seen them at Target yet, but our one of our local WalMarts has gotten them. And I will say this: they've gone up considerably. They went from like twenty dollars last year to basically thirty-five dollars this year, and I just, I love Panini. I love what they do. I love that they've got the NASCAR license, but to me, it's it's hard to justify thirty five dollars for a blaster of of prism when there's no guaranteed hit.
0: Now, I thought they were thirty five, but I got a text like, from somebody.
1: They were thirty five at Walmart. Thirty four right, ninety
0: nine. But, but I got a text from somebody in Texas. That showed that they were $45. Huh? So I, I don't know if if there's price differences in different parts of the country or not. So I, I'm not sure. I haven't, I asked about the $45 and they said they confirmed it, but I have not gotten it from a second source um, for that price point. But uh, to your point, Panini and uh, I think Tops introduced new prices earlier this year when we had all the craziness with people clearing the shelves. So I knew the price increase was coming. I didn't know if it was going to start with NASCAR though.
1: Yeah. It, it's hard to justify. I think that price for NASCAR, um, you know, and, and I am going to put some of this on the flippers. Um, you know, we, you know, when people were, were buying the flippers were buying the basketball and the football cards and then taking them to either their local hobby shops or selling them on eBay and bumping them up, you know, 50, hundred percent. You know, I I know Panini was looking at that and thinking, well, you know, that's a margin that, that we could get and, and not let the flippers, you know, get that margin on the cards, which, you know, again, it's all business. I get that. But, with NASCAR, I just don't think it really works that way. I mean, this is not one of the major four sports. I mean, I guess NASCAR, if you want to call it the fifth sport, you can in the United States. but I just don't see a NASCAR blaster box being worth thirty five dollars. and and again, that's they're thwarting the the flippers. You know when they see those prices, they know that they're not going to make nearly as much, and it's not worth their time. And it's going to keep those things on the shelf. But I think it's going to keep those things on the shelf for quite a while. And, and, and I'm seeing a lot of stuff left on the shelves now, not just NASCAR, but other sports as well.
0: So I maybe we're going to see the days of the clearance sticker again.
1: I was actually thinking that, Val. I was thinking that the other day when I, when I was paying, because I bought, I went to one, I saw them at my Walmart and they literally had a whole case of blasters. And all they did was just like cut the top part off of the case and just, they just chunked it on the shelf. So I got two blasters out of their bottom. I, you know, I, I got just regular stuff. I didn't get anything good. I bought a third one and got a Joey Gase autograph, which at least I got an autograph out of a box, which I'm happy about, but I'm with you. I think that the, they're going to sit on the shelf and, we're gonna end up seeing like David Adams or blowout or or Steel City or someplace like that, and they're gonna be 10, fifteen bucks or maybe twenty dollars like they should be. I don't know.
0: Well, I think now, you know in I don't know what to call it, the fair missing out, but you know if you price them high, then you can lower the price, right? but in, instead of having them low and they have a run on them like they did before with the flippers and then how many are they going to sell at this new price that if they had sold them at the other price you know they make that difference up and then they discount the other one so i know it's all math whatever but I, and maybe i'm not saying <laughs> it right but no i
1: know um, what you're saying
0: yeah but maybe you know they they still make money at the end even by discounting you know maybe the last 10% or 20% of the run is on clearance but they sold 80% at the new higher price so
1: yeah. Well, you know, like I said, uh, the other day when I went to Walmart, they had the whole case. I bought two boxes out of that case. And when I went back two days later, those were still the only two that were gone. So nobody in two days had bought any of those boxes, those black, those NASCAR blasters from my Walmart at all. And I, like I said, I bought another box. So I, I, I need to go back. I may try to go back. Well, I definitely can't go back tomorrow, but I will go back uh, later this week and I will check and see where, where that stands. I may buy another one. I don't know. You know, I keep hoping that, that I'm going to get, you know, uh, you know, one of the, one of the one ones or or an auto or a color, but something. I just, I just keep thinking, I'm trying to think positively that that that's going to happen for me. I mean, I, I mean, I always think that anyway, no matter what, but still, uh, I guess we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll let you guys know.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering, you know, did they box it with the new price in mind? And I remember uncle rich talking about how, when they set a price, you know, they try to pack whatever the price is that I'm, price point amount of cards in that box so i don't know if they increased the pr- card number at all but or maybe the got by doing that finite one of ones in there you know we go from 20 to, to 35 that's that's a pretty big jump you know
1: yeah it it, it is I I don't know what the number of cards is in a blaster versus last year. I guess I probably should have done some better homework on that. But, you know, at least this year they are offering one of ones in a blaster, which is something that really was unheard of in the past. That's true. So there is that chance. So I guess that makes it worth a little bit more, but I'm not still not 100% sure that it's worth $15 more.
0: I think one of the other problems with the prism is the release time, you know, season's over. Unfortunately, some of the stuff may be out of sight, out of mind. I don't know if, you know, people are taking their collecting dollars and moving into other stuff. And then we have have holidays coming up. We have gas prices increasing. So, you know, all this discretionary income, as much as probably we love cards, you know, again, it's a secondary thing we, you know, need to take care of, other expenses first before we uh sp- spend money on cards so
1: yeah that's true i mean with the pandemic starting to you know cases uh, starting to to lower and things like that and it, and the mask mandates being lifted and things like that and people getting out you know the discretionary funds and income that people had are being used to do other things other than cards like travel and you know buy other luxury items and other things that they didn't do before so you know that's kind of i think where we're where we're seeing some of this going
0: agreed and then if you're a national treasures person you're definitely saving your money up for that being released here in the next few weeks
1: yeah that's going to be my my big christmas gift i think is is a box of that stuff
0: that's some really nice stuff
1: yeah i mean i bought one last year uh, for myself for christmas and i i did real good on it i was pleased with it i got a dale jr autograph was my big hit and i got a i think a what was it a jimmy johnson booklet but it was it was the two patches it wasn't an autograph and a patch but at least i got a jimmy johnson autograph i mean not an autograph a, a booklet and i think i got eric almirola which i think they put like one eric Almarola something in every uh Every national treasures box.
0: I think I'm laughing because I think I I, I got got one of those too. Yeah, I think so. I said I think I got one of those as well. So I'm laughing. I think you're right.
1: I think I mean I really do. I mean, I, I watched a few breaks and it was like, okay, are they gonna get an Eric Amarola? Yep, they did. I mean, so it seemed like he was in like almost every national treasures box. It was weird.
0: And I think you know we were looking for that, or we you were looking for that at the national, and I was trying to help you And, you know, really couldn't find anything or was that the Dallas show too? We couldn't find any,
1: we didn't see. Yeah, you're right. We, we looked at, at the national and you know, they, they're, they're in a purple box and we kept seeing purple national treasures boxes. But then we, we, when we looked at it, it was like, Oh, it's football crap. You know, we never found any racing at all there. Uh, And the same thing in Dallas, And and you had a good suggestion about the color of the boxes for the for the uh, national treasures.
0: Yeah, it should be checkerboard.
1: Yep, you told Tracy that.
0: I (laughs) I told Tracy and Tim, but uh, we'll see. I was looking on the blowout, and they show like a blue and a yellow. Uh, You know, I think it should be the checkerboard definitely. So we'll see what what the reveal is for the boxes here. But it definitely needs to be something different than that. Purple.
1: Yeah, instead of matching in other sports because that, that threw me off at the national because we like I said we were looking hard and every time we'd see one of those purple national treasures 20 2020 boxes it's like you know it was always football, it was never uh never NASCAR. And I think that would be an awesome thing for them to do is just just from here on out make all of the the NASCAR national treasures boxes a checkerboard that way you know exactly what it is when you see it i mean there's no mistaking it i love it and i'm with you brother i'm with you
0: well i don't know, anything else you want to talk about we're coming up on the hour here already that was a quick wow. hour
1: it was a quick hour well i mean i got a couple more ebay things that i i want to talk about that i saw that i thought were uh you know like either good pickups or you know amazing prices on some stuff like like i saw you know we we, we like Sam Mayer on this show and I saw on the 22nd there was a Sam Mayer 2021 Donruss rated rookie PSA 10 and I wish I had seen this or I I would have definitely bought it it was a PSA 10 uh, Sam Mayer rookie card how much do you think it went for Val
0: what was the make I know it was a 2020
1: 2021 Panini Donruss uh, Sam Mayer PSA 10 I missed it. I don't know how I missed it. I don't know. $15. Oh, wow. I would, if I had seen that, I'd have bought it in a heartbeat.
0: You sure would have.
1: Dang. I hate, I missed that, but yeah, that was a great pickup. So if one of our listeners is out there and they got that, you did good. Kudos
0: to you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You did great. Um, and of course, somebody we haven't talked about on this episode so far is, Ty, freaking, freaking Gibbs, and he had, of course, this is not graded. He on the this is also on the twenty second. He had a twenty twenty Panini Prism scripted signatures rookie autograph. Go for one hundred and nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Buy it now. That's yeah. impressive.
0: Yeah, those prism, 2020 prisms or uh, autos are tough.
1: They are. So I, I I think it's, you know, it sounds a little high, but I think really in the grand scheme of things, it's that's not a bad price. I think whoever got that did did well.
0: Yeah, I think 2022 is going to be even better for Ty freaking Gibbs than 2021. So people might look back and say, you know, they got a steal at that. At that price, so.
1: Yeah, but you know one thing about Ty Gibbs's autograph. Have you noticed? And it's what Jason said, is that his autographs seem to be all over the place. They're not consistent. He, it's almost like he kind of just scribbles T something on his autographs. You know, I know he's trying to do T Y, but uh, he's just he just kind of scribbles. So Ty Ty freaking Gibbs, if you're out there listening, straighten up those autographs, buddy let's let's get some consistency <laughs>
0: yeah he went to that autograph school like the like some of the other drivers like uh, brandon Jones
1: yeah, he's kind of i won't say it's an I give up autograph, but he's heading that way <laughs> but some of the other things I saw on eBay uh, I've got a whole big list here i' let me just pick out a few
0: do we have the nineteen seventy two STP petty clothes or do we already talk about that one? No, we have not
1: talked week. about that. Why don't you why don't you talk about that?
0: Oh, okay. So Put that was yeah, so that was the one that we saw last week that we think had some paper loss in the lower left corner. And for for folks that run across these in the old plastic holders make sure you take them out of the holders first before you don't buy them in a holder uh, without a plastic sleeve. So whatever gloss that they used on those cards will stick to the holder and you will get paper loss in the corners. And I can tell you that from experience. So we saw this one with paper loss in the lower left corner and I believe it went for $1,600.
1: Yeah, it was uh, actually the, the final price of that one car that you're talking about was $1,680.90 with six bids.
0: Yeah, that's impressive for that. But I think, you know, that Richard Pay, that 72 SCP, that's one of those that's on everybody's list, not only NASCAR, but folks that collect the iconic players drivers and that is a super rare set
1: yeah uh we're still trying to figure out the history on those but those things are very very limited and and i don't think they were really meant to be a collectible which you know seems like it's like what val has said in the past that the things that 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 are collectible now were not meant to be collectibles back in the day so They were just giveaways. And when when people give you things like that, you just think, oh, they just gave me this. It can't be worth anything. And they just chunk it in the trash. And then, of course, later on, those are the things that become valuable and become rare.
0: Yeah. That was from uh, Dane Dane Turner told me that.
1: Yep. But, you know, talking about the STP cards, you know, we were talking before the show about glamour cards. And, you know, there, are in in our hobby right now as a whole, you know, and I'm I'm talking all sports. I mean, there are a lot of glamour cards out there. Uh, And and basically what a glamour card is, is is a card that's uh, out there. That's always in the news. You know, it's going for high prices. That's always, you know, that you're always seeing in auctions and things. You know, kind of, And those cards are kind of like the 86 Fleer, Michael Jordan rookie, the 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle rookie, cards like that. And, and I think Dr. Beckett has coined those as glamour cards. And Val and I were talking before this, we started recording tonight, is does NASCAR really have any glamour cards? And I think that NASCAR does. And and what do you think that some of those cards are, Val?
0: I definitely think the nineteen seventy-two STP Richard Petty is definitely one of those. The nineteen eighty-eight Max, uh, for better or for worse, the promo card—that's more of an iconic glamour card. It's just that image. When I think of Dale Earnhardt, I see that card. Mm-hmm. So I think the Jimmy Johnson is the like the or the two thousand SP authentic the regular one, not the, uh, serial numbered one. Like I think it's card number 38. You know, when I think of Jimmy Johnson, I think of that card.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, I would think that that would be one of the glamor cards. What do you think about but, Jeff Gordon's rookie? The
0: so I was going to ask you that <laughs> Which <one> would, <laughs> when, I, when I would say Jeff Gordon, which card do you think of? Do you think of the world of outlaws, the 87, or do you think of the 91 tracks or is it a different card
1: oh that's a tough question i mean you got to think that the world of outlaws card was not a pack issued card that was just issued in a little box set whereas the 91 tracks was issued in packs so i mean i kind of think of the 1991 as maybe a glamour jeff gordon is tracks as a glamour card uh, and, and that's a tough card to get graded because it's got a black border and everything. Uh, you're going to get a lot of nines. It's hard to get a 10 out of
0: those guys. Yeah. I think all the ones I sent in were nines or eight. So it is oh, definitely a tough one.
1: I got a ton of nines. You would not believe how many Jeff Gordon rookie cards I have that are nines. In no, fact, no. I, in fact, I know for sure. I never got a 10. Uh, the 10 that I have is one that I bought off of eBay. So yeah, I think those are gla- those are probably the glamour cards of NASCAR right now. I mean, can you think of anything else that maybe a, a a glamour card that, that we hadn't mentioned?
0: I was trying to think of maybe one of the newer cards or the newer drivers, and what their car, like. Haley Deegan, do you do you think of those? You know, do you think of her Prism card? Do you think uh, 2018 or the Victory Lane? Or is it the next in line from Domers or a different one?
1: No, I think it's the Prism card. The next in line really doesn't do anything for me. And the victory lane, is the design is kind of, eh, sort of, you know, so-so. So So if I'm going to go with any of those, it's definitely her Prism rookie card. Okay. That's what I think.
0: Dale Earnhardt Jr. Is it the uh, wheels or is it the optima xl the tall boy
1: well i mean i want to tell you guys this is why you're, you're listening to nascar radio the um the xl card i don't know what happened with all of those cards but if you if you look at a lot of those cards it's like they threw those sheets in there and they kind of got sideways because they're they're trimmed oh you know if you notice that they're the they're cut sideways. So they're, the centering on those things is hard to, to get a good one centered because of the way they were cut. Plus you just don't think of those XL cards as being Dale Hart Jr.'s rookie. I think, I think of his regular wheels card. The, was it card number one ninety three I think, I can't remember, but you think of that card as being his, his rookie card. And, you know, of course they had all the different versions of that, you know, they had the first day and then the regular version or first, I think it was the first day
0: yeah, it is was, was day one or day
1: one. There you go. Thank you.
0: And then there's gold version and the regular.
1: Yeah. And it seems like the day ones are the ones that they grade the best. His regular card seems to chip on the back. Some, so that makes it tough to get graded. Um, but yeah, if if you if you're thinking of Dale Hart Jr., that's the card I think about for sure. I'm with you.
0: Okay. I'm trying to think of some other drivers. Tony Stewart, you know, would you throw him in that class or
1: Nah, I wouldn't throw him in that class. Okay. Because I'm sitting here when you said that, I'm sitting here trying to think of what card do I think of. But I really don't think of one. He's got several and I just don't think of any of them as, as being iconic or a glamour card. Now something that i think may be a glamour card now is chase elliott's rookie card in the the 2011 was
0: element yeah wheels element
1: yeah now that card is pretty iconic i think even now i mean it's it's hard to believe that's a 10 year old card already oh yeah but uh, you know that that card it's got a very simple design it's got a picture of him he's very young looks like a kid uh I like that card i think i think that could be that could be also you might want you might want to put that in the glamour nascar glamour card list
0: oh nice okay
1: so so those are the ones i think of i mean there's not a whole lot in nascar that i would consider glamour cards but the ones we mentioned just now i i think personally that that those are, are are good cards to have if you're going to want to have um you know a really nice collection that's just, that's just my thought
0: and i think yeah, and you might have mentioned you know the kind of it's a these are drivers that are kind of known outside of nascar not just in nascar with chase elliott most popular driver down jr uh going to be inducted in the hall of fame as well as you know he's he has some uh, tv series and broadcasting you know jimmy johnson and richard petty uh very large and uh, dalen hart senior as well with all their championships and known outside of nascar
1: yeah i mean yeah you're right if you look if if i'm an outsider looking in You know, and I mentioned the names of Jimmy Johnson or Jeff Gordon or Richard Petty or Chase Elliott. Those those names. Then, yeah, you people have heard of those names. And we start thinking of, you know, Tony Stewart's people don't think of Tony Stewart as much, you know, or Carl Edwards or I mean, some of the other names people just don't associate. If you were to say those people, might think you're speaking. A foreign language to them. They don't. They don't know who you're talking about, but they definitely know Richard Petty, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, and these days, especially Chase Elliott.
0: Totally agree. Well, I think well that's where we'll wrap up for today. Yeah.
1: I got one more thing okay. I want to say for those of you who have seen my my break videos on 2021 NASCAR Prism Hobby Boxes. I had a couple little issues with them, and apparently uh, Panini got wind of that because I didn't, I didn't say anything about it. I really just kind of just, you know, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. I mean, things happen and I I totally understand that uh, because nothing in this world is perfect, but literally right, right before this show started, I got a package in the mail from Panini and because of the issues I had, they gave, they sent me a hobby box of 2021 Chronicles and also a hobby box of 2021 Donruss to help with my issues that I had. And like I said, I didn't, I didn't ask for that or, uh, you know, want that or, or say anything bad about it or want, you know, like I said, wanted it. But apparently Panini got wind of that and they sent me those. And I want to have to say much kudos to Panini. Uh, I love those guys. I appreciate what they did. They didn't have to do that, but they did. So that's what makes a great company. So in my opinion, uh, Panini is just a wonderful company. And not only that, they're a wonderful sponsor of this show.
0: Yes. Thanks to Panini for sponsoring the show.
1: But thank you, Panini. Love you guys. You all know who you are. I appreciate it. Uh, You didn't have to do this, but uh, I'll probably do some box breaks of these guys when I get a chance, maybe this weekend. We'll see.
0: Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Everybody, look for that. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving and many, uh, hopefully, everybody has some good luck finding some great NASCAR trading card deals on Black Friday sales this weekend.
1: Yep. May you have a cornucopia of cards.
0: So for me, Jason and Logan, thanks for listening, sharing like the podcast, and we will catch you next week.